and live holiday edition i'm sure you are having fun with your family i'm sure you are touching base with yourself you're recuperating you're spoiling yourself but that does not mean that you should not wake up and live that does not mean that you should not improve yourself that does not mean that uh, you you should not learn new ways to grow that is why today we've got a Pindile, who's an NLP life coach, practitioner, a personal development coach, and a pastor. She is dynamic in every way. She's a woman who understands what it means to level up, if you know the song. And today we are talking about room to improve. There's always talk about room for disappointment, but Pindile is saying, no man, leave the disappointment one side. Let's Bring on the room to improve. Beautiful Pindila, good morning. Ah, uh, Susan Kulega, good morning to you and the A-teamers. I and happy holidays. Happy holidays, that way. <laughs> I'm so excited to be speaking to you, Ngatadukoka, now, because you are, you, you know, you remind me of that that English teacher, right? Okay. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm giving you my example of my English teacher. Right. She's always excited when she's teaching a lesson. She uses variation in her voice. She helps us paint a picture with words. Wow. And she's always the best friend of everyone in the class. I don't remember having an English teacher that was like a maths teacher. Sorry to the maths teachers who are listening. <laughs> <laughs> so you, 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 that's what you are to me. You excite oh. me. Even in the way that you, you, you give us information to help us better. So today you're saying there's room for us to improve. Yes. How big is this room? Where is this room? Upstairs, downstairs? Do we still need to build it? It's everywhere. It's everywhere. I'm so excited about this uh, topic. Um, so that's basically my last life mantra and also the mantra for my coaching uh, and training uh, company or business. And basically that there is room to improve, ability to change, and capacity to grow. Um, I love this because as human beings, we are not like a plant or a tree where you are sitting there, you're rooted in one place and you can't move year in, year out, five decades later, you are a fig tree that is situated in one place unless somebody moves you. And, you know, if we were trees and we we're still waiting for somebody to move us, it would be to our detriment because people don't want us to succeed. People don't want us to be elevated in life. People don't want us to move from one position or one level to the other. So I'm glad that uh, the, the, the ability to change and the capacity to change in our lives does not depend on others. That being said, we need people. We need people. We need opportunities. We need doors to open. We need networks. We need circles. And we need connections. However, even though those things are connections, it still takes you to move to the next step. So unlike plants, unlike trees, which live by instinct. A tree lives by instinct. Once it's a seed in the ground and there's water, it grows, there's that process called photosynthesis and so forth and we know. With an animal, it knows that at a particular season it has to make. That is because of instinct. 
um, and you know, and we know how the whole animal kingdom works. But with our human beings, we don't just work on instinct where things only happen at a particular season, but we have the ability to create seasons. We have the ability to move from one season to the other. Um, at times with external, external factors that are beyond our control, it becomes difficult. But often we have the, that control of, of things. So with that being said, it means that it's within our power, it is in, it's within our prerogatives to make certain decisions about our lives to move from one point to the other. Um, and hence comes this uh, saying or mantra that there's room to improve ability to change and capacity to grow. Now, one can, can ask themselves, how do we go about doing this? I just want to expand a bit on the room. Um, you know, uh, you did mention where is, is the room supposed to be built? Is it upstairs? Where is it? The room exists and it's in you. You have the innate power to do anything that you put your mind in. And the thing is, we hear this year in, year out, motivational just one to the other, and it has become cliche. But in all honesty, in all honesty, we have the innate power to change ourselves. And, you know, when you look at the word room, we know that it says that room is the space that can be occupied or where something can be done. So you have the space occupying certain things in your life and where things can be done. You have that room. You have the room to improve. And, of course, when we talk about improvement, we are basically saying there are certain things that you have in you. You are born with that power. You are born with that ability. You have a particular skill. You've gained a certain um, experience. And with that, you can improve it. It means that you can take it a notch higher. There are certain things in your industry, in the place where you are, where you can learn to improve whether it may be a particular, um, it could be a certification, it could be a qualification, it could be a hairdresser in the township on the side of the road. What skills can you improve on in your hairdressing job? Um, what products can you bring, bring in your business to make it better? So there's always room. Um, and the second that you feel that there isn't, you are, you are shutting yourself down from the possibilities. When you look at the word ability as well, that I believe everybody has the ability, is that, um, that when you look at the word ability, it's the possessions of the, of the means or a skill to do something. So you have the possessions of means to do something. You have the means. You have the ability. You have, you have the, the, the capability to do something. And the only time that you can't, it's when you tell yourself. I remember this level when I was in, I think, grade two, if I'm not mistaken. Um, there was our English teacher. It's funny that you're speaking about the English teacher. Um, and the English teacher said, there's no such word as can't. You know, they either cannot, but in fact, you know what, let's scratch it out. She said, there's no word as I can't. You always can. Oh, and yes. So, you know, when you're a person that's always going to lean on towards, I can't start a business. And I can't do that. And I'm unable. You are your own limitation. So the ability means that you have the means. You have the means. It does not matter what the economy looks like. It does not matter what the exchange rate looks like. Um, but you have the means. The last word is capacity. When we look at the word capacity, we are basically saying the maximum amount of substance that a container can hold, the maximum. So there is a maximum point in your life, but I can tell you right now, you have not exhausted your full potential. You have not even come even a quarter away from maximum. I mean, if your maximum potential is 10 million, I can tell you now you are at one. So you've still got 99, you're not going to get into it, but you understand the number. You've got all that to still go until you reach your one million. 
And so you've got a maximum, but you have not reached a maximum. You have not even reached a quarter of the possibility or potential of your maximum. And so with that being said, it means that you are able. You have all that. You've got all that. You've got the capacity. You've got all that you can contain within you um, to assist you. The great book says, um, the Bible says that, and a lot of people like to quote the scripture that says, um, God can do exceedingly abundantly above all you can imagine or think or desire. And yet that scripture also says, according to the power that is within you, God has the ability, he's got the power, he can do it for you. Yet he's saying that the, the power lies within you. I will do it through you or in you or because of what I've placed in you. So a lot in us can help us, you know, go further in life. Now, one might be asking themselves sitting at home, but I, I, I understand that I've got the room. And I acknowledge that I've got the ability. It's true. I, I possibly have the capacity. But, but I've got things that are stopping me. I've got things that are blocking me. And I'm unable to go to the other side or cross this river or even climb this mountain, right? And it's true. There's always pros and cons to anything in life. There's always things that are trying to stop us from becoming who we are meant to be or we have the ability to become. When, when, when you speak about ability to change yes. and capacity to grow, yes. who does it lie with? Because you'll find a 50-year-old man or 50-year-old woman saying, I could not change because my mother died. My mother passed yeah. away. That is why I'm here. 50. Uh, I grew up on the wrong side of the tracks. My parents did mm. not work hard enough, so that's why I'm here. Mm. Who must have that ability to change? It is you. It is you, and it is you. Truth be told, there are external influences that will always prohibit us or that will always block us or make it difficult or delay us. But at the end of the day, the willpower comes from you. Now, at the age of 50, you are now making excuses. At the age of 50, you can still say, I'm in this situation because of my parents. But there's to come a point in your life where you pass the blame game from your parents, from your environment, from the pain, from the divorce, from the rape, from your mother that passed on when you're two months, and you need to take on responsibility. There comes a point in your life where you can over, I've said this before in previous weeks, that you, can over, you cannot cry over spilled milk because that is spilled milk. And you can't cry over it. This is the time for you. You can't cry over it. So at this point, you need to figure out what to do. Do you wipe the milk? Do you go out and buy more milk? Do you go find a farm? Now you buy a farm because you spilled the milk. You're no longer going to cry over the spilled milk. In fact, you're not going to buy the milk anymore in the, in the shops. You're going to buy a farm where you're going to milk the cows yourself. There comes a point where you have to have a final decision. And you're saying, it's no longer my parents at this point. It is me. Because at the end of the day, you experience childhood traumas, pain from your friend or spouse or aunt or whatever, but you have the responsibility to pick up the pieces when somebody has broken them in your life. You cannot give them so much leverage and power over you when you have the power in yourself to rise up again. Um, you have to get to a point where you no longer blame other people and really you no longer make it an excuse what other people have done to you. And I'm talking from personal experience with Nongululego. I mean, I grew up in poverty. A typical South African story, no father, my mom was a domestic worker, and we lived in a back room of, you know, my mother's bosses until they immigrated to Canada. I think I was in my mid-teens. Then we went to live in a rural area in Winterfell called Mabobani. Rural. Like, even now, those people... Some of them use pit toilets, you know. I still visit them all. 
And that's my story where I come from. We had absolutely nothing. No father. Mother was not working at the time in my mid in my mid teens. I can't blame that situation. I can't bl- blame my father who left when my mom was pregnant. I can't blame my mom's bosses that retrenched her because they were migrating to another country. I can't blame the fact that my mom was unable to get another job um, working for somebody's in somebody's house. I had to pick up the pieces and stand up and say, this is a point. And I was 15, 16. I had to take on the responsibility of my life going forward. To a point where my mom was saying, was saying to me, Tindile, I don't have a husband, as you can see. This, your, your sister's older, but my sister had sort of like a, was mentally handicapped in a way, and she died when I was 18 anyway. And my mom said, I, can't, I don't have money to take you to university. And at that point, I said, but mom, I was 16. I said, to her, I don't need your money. There's, there's, there's funding from government, and if there's not funding, I'll have to work hard to get a bursary. And even if I can't get a bursary, I'll have to get a part-time job, save money, and go to varsity and tertiary. And I had one of those options, you know, prevail when the time came. Because I had to come to a point at 16 years old and say, from here onwards, it's me. It's all on me. And even if I get pregnant at 16, I can't blame my mom because I was trying to get money from her boyfriend. No, any decision I make from this point is all my fault. Which takes me to the point that I wanted to cover, Susnon Kululego, um, about what, you know, at this point now, you have to come to a point where it's no longer an excuse. You can no longer blame other people. Other things that could limit you from changing at the age of 50, wherever you are, whatever the excuse could have been, is your past experience and childhood trauma, which I've touched on. You cannot ignore your past. You can't ignore the environment that you grew up in. We can't ignore the family, what there are people that know about family bloodline curses, where your entire bloodline, all of your cousins, none of you have got a university degree, you know, it, we call it a drug in the family. We can't ignore such things. We can't ignore child traumas of, of the rape that you encountered from your uncle. Those are the things that could stop you, but you have to deal with them. Other things that are stopping people from growing and changing and improving is limiting beliefs. So limiting beliefs are a thought or a state of mind that you think that a certain thing is an absolute truth and that particular thing stops you from doing certain things. So you are you have limiting beliefs because of how you grew up, where you grew up, what you were taught, what you exposed, or in fact the lack of exposure. It sets a certain mindset in you and you it becomes an absolute truth that it limits you. How do example, we Pindida, how do we before we come to the example, how do we break limiting beliefs? How do we move away from them because they stop us from growing? Well, I was gonna say it in my next point because I've got a recovery plan of all of these things. But since you're asking, I'll mention it. It's mind work. You have to work on your mind. Um, you have to expose yourself to certain things that you were not exposed to because how the limiting beliefs take place is that you are exposed to a certain environment like I was. Where I grew up, there's a lot of poverty. And the mindset around there was, as long as you make it to grade 10, it's better. And then you get pregnant, it's okay. You have to raise your child and get government funding. And then as long as you're able to pay stock sale money. And that, that was the limiting belief that I had. And a lot of people that I grew up with are still in that mindset, including my cousins. And so I had to break it. And this is the point that I'm giving the A-teamers, that you have to expose yourself to other environments and circumstances and other people, how other people live. Exposure is critical because once you expose yourself, you are redirecting your mind to a different lifestyle, a change in lifestyle, a different way of doing things. When you are exposing yourself in that manner, it could be by reading, it could be by listening to certain podcasts, speaking to certain people, finding a coach, finding a mentor. You are reversing the original mindset that you had, the original limiting beliefs that you grew up in or grew up with. 
and you are reversing what has been implanted for you for so many years and you are giving your mind a new mindset, a new way of doing things, new exposure. Because remember, the mind works in patterns. It works in what it knows. So you have to reverse what the mind knows and give it something new to look on and to um, dwell in and stay and stick in it. Limiting beliefs are one of them. Another one is the fear of failure. Sometimes you don't want to change. You don't want to grow. You don't want to improve because you fear failure. You fear that you're going to fail even if you try something. So already it stops you from, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone. It stops you from thinking out of the box. And, and you fear that you're going to fail. But you shouldn't fear failure because, in fact, failure is the road to success. Um, and, and you shouldn't even, even see it as failure, even though you start a business and it doesn't work out in a year or two and you have to start from scratch. It's not even, you shouldn't even define it as failure, but define it as lessons on how to improve. In fact, you cannot become a business consultant because you know what not to do to, to not fail or how to fail or whatsoever. Another thing is rejection. We have the fear of being rejected in whatever industry we want to step into, whatever it could be a business, it could be a certain academic sphere, or it could be a certain faculty, it could be a relationship you want to pursue, it could be a lot of things that you want to do in your life. The reason why you can't grow, improve, or change is the fear of rejection, being rejected by society, being rejected by your friends, your family members, anybody that is significant to you or, or the industry or the people that are relevant in that industry, you are afraid that you could be rejected. Another thing that stops us from wanting to grow and prevent change is self-doubt. The people who just doubt themselves. It's a lack of confidence in who you are and what you're able to do. It is a low self-esteem. You just doubt yourself. You doubt your abilities. You doubt your capacity. You doubt that you even have room to do anything. And doubt is brought in by so many things. It's all the fears, um, all, all those fears that I've mentioned. It could be your past childhood experiences or traumas. You know, it could be the fear of failure. It could be rejection. But it could be words that were spoken to you. Um, words are critical because they remain. Uh, and, and so you could have heard something from in your past as a child. You know, you are nothing and you're not going to become anything. That statement stays in your subconscious. It creates a limiting belief. It, it stops you from moving forward because you're, you're told that you can't amount to nothing. And, and it stays in the subconscious that, remember, I think I mentioned a few weeks that the subconscious mind, um, you know, is responsible for 80% of your behavior. So if somebody told you that you will amount to nothing in your subconscious, the very same mechanism in the brain that controls 80% of your behavior so it means that 80% of your behavior has been controlled by something that was said to you that was negative. So in it all, um, I want to leave you with this. Um, there is a man called uh, uh, Jim Ron. I speak about him a lot. Um, you know, I read a lot of his stuff. And there's a quote that he said, and it says, it takes one decision to change direction in your life. You may not get to your destination overnight, but you can change direction overnight. At this point, when you want to change and even grow, you have to make a decision that will take, change the direction of your, life, of your life. Truth be, you won't get there overnight, but you will have at least changed direction overnight. And in closing, there are um, two areas which you need to look upon when you want to change, improve, and grow in your life. First of all, you have to do what I call personal inventory, meaning look at, take a stock of your life. What, do you, what does your life consist of? What are your weaknesses, your strengths? What can you do? What can't you do? What must you really improve? What must you change and where must you grow? Then the sixth point is that you have to do mind work. That is the psychological part of your life. You know, what is bothering you? What is affecting you? What is depressing you? What is strength, uh, stressing you? 
environmental work. That's looking at the environment. Where do you live? What can you change? What is oppressing you in the environment or prohibiting you from change? Physical work could be, you know, uh, are you taking care of yourself? Are you taking care of your body? Because taking care of yourself means a healthy mind. Healthy mind means you have the ability to, to, to transform your life. Emotional work could be the pain that you've experienced, childhood traumas, the hurt, the divorce you went through, um, the rape that you went through. You need to work on those things. Financial work, where are you financially? Because sometimes you are, you are unable to grow, change, and improve because of your financial status. So you need to know that. Lastly, external work. What are those external things, people, a friendship, circles that are prohibiting you from changing and growing? And in it all, the power lies in you and the direction lies in you. But in it all, you are able to improve, to grow and to change. Oh, wow. We need to grow. We need to change. There's always room for improvement. Pindile, uh, thank you very much for joining us. Beautiful Pindile. How do A-teamers get in touch with you? Because a life coach um, is able to help us improve yes, and that's the person you are to us so how do we get in touch with you you can contact me on 071-185-6615 absolutely amazing thank you so very much pindile looking forward to engaging with you in the new year thank you so much and happy holidays to everybody